Uh, first, let me pray, because I think that's going to be really important for us to be able to do this together. Because I need everybody to be focused in here, okay? And not drift away. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today with your children. Lord, I pray that we're able to read your word today and truly understand and truly um, just have an appreciation for you. We ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us and guide us and lead us in truth and spirit and help us to be able to see you, see your son in your word. We thank you, Lord God. Keep everybody focused here as we go through the book of Philippians together. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. So, the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 1. And I'm going to go a bit slower than usual so you guys follow along, take it in, all right? Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the end of the day of Jesus Christ, at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Verse 15, chapter 1. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do, do, do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that this will turn out for my deliverance. And it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed, that I will not at all, that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. 
Yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart to be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Chapter 2. So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to, your own, to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering, upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. 
I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that surely I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier and messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Chapter 3. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law, a Pharisee as to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered for the loss, I have, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteous and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes through faith in Christ the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead straining towards the goal not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I, that, that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, 
Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory in their shame, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And lastly, chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Sintai to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I must be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my need once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those in Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit.
Amen. Amen. Lord, this is the word of the Lord. We just read an entire book together. For any of you guys who haven't, clap for yourselves. Congratulations. Um, there was a lot in there. And I pray that each of you got whatever it is that God wanted you to see and notice. Hey, show of hands if you did. No? No? Um, from that, I guess I'll, I'll ask those questions. Maybe if you guys don't mind sharing, if you don't mind sharing. What is it from there that really touched you or that you really found interesting? Or encouraging? Yeah? Let me give you guys a mic. Always um, love reading Philippians 4, verse 6. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a reminder um, of what to do when you're in those situations. Mm-hmm. Or just even looking at the bright side of everything, I think it's a really kind and hopeful reminder. Yeah. Um, it's Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request. Amen. Thank you. I think, Stephen, you had one, too. Something that just stood out to me was um, Philippians 2, verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. That's, that's my version, but that just stood out to me when I was reading it. specific verse but what stood out to me was sort of um I guess just like sort of like a sense of community it's sort of like he was writing to the Philippines like he he said that he missed them and everything he had wanted to come to them um and he was it was sort of just like a letter that yeah between like people you love and so why that stood out to me is because like it sort of just reminded me that like you know um, God didn't create us, you know, to be alone. And even though sometimes it may be, it may feel lonely to be a Christian or to, you know, stand up for the gospel, um, that there's always still, um, not only do you have God, um, but you still have his whole community that you can access as well. Just like, um, whenever, you know, maybe even like need encouragement or just, just to know that you're not alone and that ultimately you're going to get to be with all these people who love God the same as you do. So um, I'm just reading from um, 3 verse 
uh, verse 13 and 14. Um, there's something in my Bible that I just want to read to you, okay? It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain to reach an end of the race. Uh, it says, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the price of which God through Jesus Christ is calling us up to heaven. So I was just reading and I thought I should read it to you. It says that as a great amount uh, training for the Christian life, right? Um, it, it takes training just like um, athletes do, you know? They, do, they train well before they can get the prize. So it says that we, so we must train diligently for the Christian life such training takes time, it takes dedication, it takes energy, it takes continued practice and vision, and we must all commit ourselves to the Christian life. But we must first know the rules as prescribed in, the, in God's word. So it takes a lot of energy. It, does, it, it just doesn't, uh, we just don't stay there and not do anything, not read our Bible, not do anything, and then we think that we're going to win the prize. So that's what I want to share. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you all for that. Um, if any other thoughts or ideas come up, please do feel free to share that. Um, Philippians is, is, is a gold mine to me, and I've had a chance to spend some time with God in this part here. And I encourage you guys, let this not be the only time you, you read it or hear it read, but continue to read it and read it and read it again and again. Um, I'll go through really quickly on some of the key points that kind of noted from these here, in addition to, you know, what God has revealed to you by his, by, by his word as well, right? Um, and I'll go through these very, very quickly. For the sake of time, let me grab my phone and make sure, because I don't want to be like five minutes and then, you know, have you guys ever heard of a pastor's five minutes? You guys ever heard that joke? When they say five minutes? But it's actually not five minutes? No? More like 30? Five minutes is the intermission. When you hear five minutes, that means you're in intermission time. Let's take a break, come back for part two. But no, this will actually not be that long. Um, let me keep track of time here. All right. In the chapter one, Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians, right? Church of Philippi. Philippi is a very, very small church, but they're a giving church. And I want you to keep that in the back of your mind. You'll see that in the chapter four and kind of everything comes full circle, right? Um, the things that we really see here is that Paul gives a nice, nice greeting to the, to the church at Philippians. Um, he also gives a nice one to the church at Ephesus. But then there's one where he goes into the church of Galatians and he's not happy with those folks, and he's not happy with the ones in, in Corinthians. So what was happening was that all the apostles were going to different, different places, and how we come to this letter is that Paul is currently in prison, right? And he's writing this letter to the Philippians to just kind of encourage them, let them know to continue pushing on. So that's the setting that we're in right now. Paul is in prison, but then he's got his other people who are on the outside, right, that are being able to take the message 
what, he's been, what, what has been preached to him and then sending it out to the world. So that's the same thing that we're doing even here today. The message that we share, the message that we learn, we're taking it out into the world. And ask yourselves, how are we doing that right now? How are we doing that in our own lives? Right? And the verse 6, there's a lot of like parts here that I think you guys have heard a lot before, probably. Um, maybe never really kind of saw what came before and what came after it because you've heard it so many times. Um, the things like, he who began a good work. And this is something that I want all my seniors to put, all my, I guess my freshmen now, college freshmen now, to put on their signboard. Anybody who's going to school, starting school in like next week, or two weeks from now, put on your doorstep, put somewhere that he who began a good work. God has moved you to the next level in your education. And it is going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. You're going to go through some challenging times, especially those of you who are going to be in college. You're going to go through some times where you feel like crying, probably like, God, what's going on with this class? Because you've got all these weed out classes, right? But always remember that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Amen? And then we continue with that in the verse 8. It tells us to, 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 to yearn for affection with one another. The reason why we did the whole story earlier was just for us to be able to communicate with one another in a way and to be one with each other here. Show affection and show love for the people that are around you and that you and that the ones that you don't know, especially the ones that are hard to love. Sometimes it can be hard to love some people because some people are not always so friendly. I got a neighbor who lives in, like across the street from me and trust me, I've never heard that man speak before. But then another neighbor moved in across the street as well. And then this neighbor that I thought didn't ever say, say a word started chatting with this man and having a full-blown conversation. I was like, bro, I've been living here for like two years with you. Like, what happened? You know, but continuing to, to show that type of love towards our neighbors and showing that affection to one another is important. The next point on this is that let Christ, let your pain, let your sorrow, let whatever you go through, let your experiences be a vehicle that can be used um, by God for others to be able to follow. In verse 12 to 14, we see that, that Paul is in chains, right? Paul is in prison. And yet, him being in prison has given other people boldness and more courage to be able to continue spreading the gospel. Some people are doing it out of deceitful means. Some people are doing it for their own interests, as we see in those verses. But then others are truly doing it for Christ. Now, for those of you who are in college that are going there now, you might be in a, in, a, in a certain situation on campus, or you might have a group of folks who are like the Westboro Baptist Church, for example. Have you guys ever heard of them before? Hello, everybody say hello. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, you might have that type of situation going on. That happened to me once, and these is a group of people who bring a lot of like signboards and things, and folks who just say, oh, these folks are just hateful, right? And though their methods are questionable and are hateful, there are, they're still preaching Christ, right? And so Paul is saying that even though that their methods are against me, right, they're doing this for their own gain and not doing it for the Lord, at the end of the day, Christ is being proclaimed. And in that, he rejoices, right? So when we see something like that on your campuses where you see that, that happening, pray for those people, but also pray that and rejoice in that God is being proclaimed. So... In the verse 19 to 20, Paul talks about how he's able to be encouraged because of the fact that these people are here, that, 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 that others are praying for him. So as you continue going on your journey, 
Continue in your prayers. Those of us who are here, we don't forget these guys who have left, who have gone into their, their, their vocation, into their, their schools. We're going to continue praying for them and keeping them in prayer as they, and we hope that you guys continue praying for us back home here. To live, in, to live is Christ, but to die is great gain. You guys probably heard that one a couple times. Maybe sometimes you're like, what does that mean? Or other times you're like, okay, you got it. To live is Christ, meaning that the life that you live, let Christ be made known in your life. And the death that you die, let that be gain in knowing that you're going to be with Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen? Be of one, for the verse 17 will prompt us to say, be of one mind with fellow believers. Kind of what we did earlier. Um, and then the verse 29, I think, is what's very eye-opening as well. The verse 39 is teaching us that we must not only believe in Christ, but also suffer as he did. Now, how many of us here are truly willing to do something like that? And we, and we say, like, the suffering that Jesus did, Paul, Paul is letting us know in that 29, he lets, out, he lets the secret out the bag, and he says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict you saw. Right? So, yes, everybody here, you've taken the first step, of you've given your life to Jesus, you believe that he died for your sins and all those things, and that's wonderful. And in that, yes, you are saved. But the part about working out your own salvation, which is said here later on, but also living and, and working on your sanctification is something that is going to require you at times to be willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel. When you're on campus and there's certain things that you want to do or certain things that your friends want you to engage in, but you know that this is something that God will not be pleased with, well, are you willing to be ridiculed by your friends? Are you willing to be to be called certain names or to be treated in a certain way by people. And you got to ask yourself, are these people really my friends? They're not your friends in that case, right? To be able to stand for the gospel because it's not going to be easy. It's a new journey that you take. And God is going to be with you guys each and every single step of the way as we began in the verse 6. The day you got your acceptance letters is the day God began that good work. And he's going to be continuing that all the way through completion. So, are we willing to put aside all the things that we want and desires of this world to truly suffer like Christ did? That is the life of the believer. But that is a is a is a is the best way for us to be in this world. That was a bunch in chapter one. I don't know if you guys had anything else in chapter one that caught your eye that you wanted to see, that you wanted to ask questions about, or that you wanted to share. In chapter 2. Chapter 2. We see, in chapter 2, I want to spend a little bit of time here. We see that the goal here in verse 4 and 5. Have the interests of other people in mind. Guys, have others' interests in mind. You guys are all going to go out someday, have jobs, work, or build businesses, whatever it may be, right? Have careers. And you're going to be earning decent incomes, all those things, or whatever it may be, right? Will you have the interest of somebody else in mind? Will you, you may be, maybe you've never seen or dealt with poverty, or maybe you've never seen or dealt with sickness, 
or seen or dealt with a lot of these issues that plague our world, will you, will you come at it with a perspective that we live in a sinful and broken world and all of these things is a result of that? And will you ask yourselves, in what way can I, in my, in, in my minuscule way here, with what I have, be a blessing to somebody else? There are people who are struggling. There are families who are sick. There are people who need the love of God. And it's more than just a word teaching them, right? But if you have and you get to a place where you have the financial capability, are you extending that and giving and sharing that grace onto somebody else? For them to later on come and ask, man, who is this God that you serve? Or if they are a believer, they give glory to God. That is how this works. That's how this goes. So having the, the interests of other people in mind is so, so, so key and how we extend the kingdom of God across. There are many, not everybody is called to preach, not everybody is called to, to, to pastor, to be an apostle, all those things. But I believe we are all called to have each other in mind. We are all called to be thoughtful of one another and to help with the gifts and talents that God has given us. Amen? So, verses 8 and 9, Jesus died for us. That is very, very key. Let us never forget that. And what that and the implications of that. I think sometimes we say and we say and we say that and it gets old. But let us never let that get old, guys. Remember what that means. Um, and then the 10 to 11. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is where we get that song, right? Every knee shall bow. This is where you guys start singing with me. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Y'all better start singing. He is Lord. I'm looking at my guys. He is risen from the grave. He is Lord. He is Lord. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, I told you Philippians is a gold mine, right? That's a song that just brings peace to your heart that when you're going through something, through all your classes, through all the, all the situations that you're, that you're experiencing, and you're like, God, what is this thing that I'm facing here? Know that every single knee and shall bow and every single tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's just not those who are believers, but those are those who are also non-believers. Those are those who are in the heavens, the angels in the heavens, as majestic as the seraphim and, this, and, 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 the, and all the heavenly beings are. All of them, at the name of Jesus Christ, bow to him. And all of the evil, all of the darkness and the depths of the, of, of the, of, of the earth, all of those, like demons that are so deadly and dangerous that they are in chains and in shackles. All of them, at the, at the name of Jesus, bow. And that's why when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. And that is the God whom we serve. So have confidence, beloved. Have joy. When you are going through trials and tribulations, know that you serve a God who, at the name of his son, Jesus, Every knee bows and tongue confesses. Have, that, that should bring you joy. That should bring you delight to know. And we live, you know the point of this in the verse 15 and 16, that we live in a crooked and sinful world. But we are called to be light. 
this goes back to the point earlier. How are you being a light to the folks who are in this world? Be a light in the darkness of this world. And then, in the chapter three, I think Uncle Albert kind of already touched on this point as well. Um, forgetting what is behind and pressing towards on the goal and the upward call of Christ, right? For some people, I think it's easier for them to let go of their past. But for others, like myself, it can be prob- it's probably very difficult. And sometimes we think about the things we've done and we can be ashamed. But that's why I wanted us to read all this here for anybody that's dealing with that as well, is that you see Paul puts himself out there and he says, Look at all that I've done. I persecuted the church. Paul watched Stephen get stoned. Sorry, Stephen. But it happened. I hope your best friend's name is not Paul. Good. You all want to look out for him if it is. But Paul, Paul watched Stephen get stoned, right? And this is the same guy who has given us a good bunch of the gospel and the New Testament that we have here. What have you done? What is your past? Is it something that you think is so terrible that God's saving and joy cannot cover? Whatever it is, I want you to breathe easy and breathe light. Give it to God. His burden is what? Easy. And his yoke is what? Light. Amen? Knowing that God, all those things that we did, that's not where we are anymore. We're moving forward, pressing forward. So whenever the enemy tries to hit you from things from your past or things that you've done, put that aside. Or people that maybe there's some people that you're still holding on to that you need to let go of. I know it's not easy. Something that you hoped would be, you know, would go one way, but it didn't go that way and it ended in disappointment. Paul is telling us that, hey, there are higher things. There are greater things. There are greater wonderful things within this world that we are to put our focus on instead. That is why he, he ends it, I think, in the three or in the four with whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is true, right? Think on these things. The battle is in the mind. Whoever has control over your mind is who is winning. Right? So whatever we think about, like we have to be mindful of that and put our thoughts on things of God. Amen? And then in the chapter 4, you guys already know, we can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens us. I think that Philippians 4, 13, right? And then in there also, Paul reveals and kind of brings full circle to thank the church at Philippi. Thanking them that they not only just helped him when he got there, but they also sent money and helped him in Macedonia. And that is a joy. I want you guys to be able to think on that. In what way could I be a blessing? And then we talk about a lot of different things and hopefully somebody got something that was for them. I pray. Um, but lastly, one thing that I'll say, if, you know, as a, as a last message of sorts to our seniors before you guys go, is keep God at the center of your lives. Don't let school be the center of your life, nor you be the center of your life. 
I made so many mistakes in school that I hope you guys don't repeat. I think for the seniors, we kind of talked about that a little bit when we all met. But have community. Be able to be in a place where you can feel comfortable for us to be able to do a little story with one another, right? There is God in college. There is God each and every single place. You just have to be willing to have a heart that is postured towards serving Him no matter where you are. I pray for you all. And I'm going to close out in prayer. I'm just going to ask that afterward, maybe our seniors will come up and perhaps all our teachers will come up too and um, pray for our seniors and lay hands and just put them in God's hands as they go. I don't believe, I believe the majority of you guys may not be here next week. I think school probably starts the 20th. So we'll do that now um, for today. And then keep you guys all in prayer from today on until the next four years. One last thing, I like, you know, sometimes Snapchat, yes, I'm on Snapchat. I don't really post anything. I know, I know, Stacy. Just get all the laughs out. You done? You good? You know what, we don't got time for this. Anyway, yes, I was on Snapchat and it was showing, I used to use it more often. So four years ago, I got like, you know, I showed you like what you did years ago. So four years ago, it was telling me like I was taking my brother to school and we, went, we were going to go visit schools and stuff. And like now, he's going to go be in his senior year of college. And it's like time is just flying. So in a blink of an eye, just like that, those of you who are beginning school this year um, will be done as well. So yeah, with that, let me close this out. And then I'll ask our seniors to come up and we'll pray for you guys. Okay? Any questions before I do? You guys learned something today? Yeah? Perfect. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today, um, for allowing us to read your word, actually read your word together in, in Philippians, and all of the things that you share with us there. God, I pray that we are continuing to be faithful to you. Help us to be able to be loving to one another, to be caring, to have you at the center, Lord God. Help us to be willing to suffer for your name. No matter what happens, no matter what we go through, dear God, help us to always remember that you began the good work and you will bring it to completion. Father God, in your name I do pray. I thank you so much. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Our God, our rock, and our redeemer, in whom we trust. May the saints say amen. Amen. So.